Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the entrepreneurs, business executives, and community leaders, sparking the rise of the greater Bentonville area, which represents one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities and economies in the United States and is nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hi, I'm your host, James Bell, and I am thrilled to share the studio today with Arkansas Department of Commerce Secretary Hugh McDonald. Secretary McDonald was appointed to his role by Arkansas Governor Sarah Sanders in 2023. He previously served as President and Chief Executive Officer at Entergy Arkansas, from 2000 until his retirement in 2016. Entergy Arkansas is the largest electric utility in the state. It serves over 700,000 customers with annual revenues exceeding $2 billion. Hugh currently serves on the Board of Trustees of the Nature Conservancy of of Arkansas um, as a trustee for the North Dakota State University Foundation and as a member of the Arkansas Career Education and Workforce Development Board. He holds a Bachelor of Science in Construction Management from North Dakota State University and earned an MBA from the University of New Orleans. And Hugh and his wife, Michelle, have three children who all reside in Arkansas. Secretary McDonald, welcome to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. Yeah, it's good to be here, James. Thank you. Well, thank you. Let's get started with um, the first question, which is really an easy one. It's, I shared a lot about you, but what else would you like the Bentonville Beacon audience to know about you? Well, um, you know, I, I grew up in Fargo. My parents actually both were born uh, probably within three miles or three three hours from here. They were both born in small farms in 1932 in East Central Kansas. Wow. So I spent a lot of my time uh, as a kid growing up on uh, having fun on the farm, uh, grandma and grandpa's farm. But uh from sixth grade through college, lived in Fargo. My dad was uh, in the Cooperative Extension Service, um, and uh, that was his career. And my mom, she uh, she was a secretary at uh, at the uh, university there in Fargo. So that's that's the background. And uh, we've lived in the South since 1982. So uh, all the kids were born in New Orleans, and they're now all in Arkansas. So uh, yeah, we. Uh, I could never get them to to uh, move back to North Dakota. And frank, frankly, I don't think I, I could move back to North Dakota either. It's too darn cold. Too darn cold. Yeah, my blood's thinned out. <laughs> I feel you on that one. Uh, Secretary, when uh, Governor uh, Sarah Sanders appointed you uh, or announced your nomination in December 2022, um, made a note of what she said. She said, uh, quote, as governor... I'm ready to unleash bold reforms to make Arkansas the best place in the nation to start and grow a business, end quote. I love that. Um, You know, Arkansas boasts a very diverse economy. Um, Will you talk about how diversified our economy is and the advantages and and benefits of that? Yeah, I think uh, you're right. It, It has a very diverse economy. And I think there's much more advantages than disadvantages, frankly. Mm-hmm. 
um, the, the, uh, the advantages is that, you know, we, we don't see the big dips when a recession hits, but on the other side, you don't see the, the big booms when, you know, the economy is growing really strong. However, um, I'd say, you know, the economy right now in Arkansas has been hitting on all eight cylinders, mm-hmm. um, really, really strong. You know, the numbers, the uh, unemployment rates are near all-time lows. There's more Arkansans working than ever before. In fact, there's, uh, I've seen a couple different numbers. One's about 30,000. Another was about 46,000 of more Arkansans working today than there was a year ago. Wow. So, yeah, the, it's, it's significant. Um, you know, the tax, the tax reductions that have happened over the last couple of years, uh, the most recent one got us down to corporate at 4.8 and personal income at 4.4. Those are all helping keeping the, keeping the pistons turning and, uh, investment going where, you know, uh, business owners are investing their capital and taking, taking additional risk and growing their companies and, and uh, it's a good position to be in. And, you know, if you look around the state, all of the activity that's happening, I mean, Northwest Arkansas, you know, it's been a 20 plus year mm-hmm. phenomenal story of growth from Fortune 500 companies to entrepreneurs. Look at Northeast Arkansas, Mississippi County is about ready to become the the county that produces more steel than any other county in the country when the U.S. steel, the second mill, gets operational. Uh, Central Arkansas is, the port is on fire, mm-hmm. looking for more land. Uh, just made an announcement last week on a new uh, company, Six Hour, 625 new jobs. Um, South Arkansas, <laughs> you've got aerospace defense in the Camden area that's really uh, blowing up. And lithium in in South Arkansas, South West Arkansas, on the Smackover Formation, Standard Lithium has been in the state four or five years with their demonstration plant. Exxon is already there, so um, that alone can be, uh, you know, it, it just can be huge for the for the state of Arkansas, the entire state, because that supply chain is just growing by leaps and bounds. And the opportunities are huge. Yeah, it's, it is amazing what's happening across the state. Um, and we're going to talk more uh, about that. Uh, given this is the Bentonville Beacon podcast, yeah. I should ask you, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, about your thoughts on the, the remarkable surge in economic and cultural development that's happening here in Bentonville and across Northwest Arkansas. And also, how might this area inspire the rest of the state? Yeah, yeah, I well, I, I think it already is inspiring other parts of the state. And, you know, economic development 20 years ago, um, and I worked for a big power company. Mm-hmm. So our economic development was focused on big power users. And uh, so our company didn't pay a whole lot of focus, a whole lot of attention on on the entrepreneur uh, side of the house because they didn't use a lot of power. Um, however, what has been happening, you know, that, and that was 20 years ago, but today is very different in terms of, as you know, from an economic development professional, you've got to have that quality of place, quality of life is just as important to be able to attract the right kind of talent, uh, no matter where you are in the state. So, uh, and, and I think, you know, um, the Bentonville, Northwest Arkansas probably recognized that sooner than 
most folks in in Arkansas. Um, and people talked about it all over the state, but uh, you guys really did it uh, and and made it a concerted strategy and put resources, a lot of resources behind it. So, um, you know, the whole biking, mountain biking capital mm-hmm. of the world uh, is is an amazing story. And, you know, that's beginning to go across the state. Uh, people are saying, you know, that works. Uh, and the COVID, of course, COVID, when that happened, people really recognize the value and the importance of getting outside and and getting some exercise. So um, I was a uh, still a board member of the Nature Conservancy, and one of the strategies there was to try to acquire land and mm-hmm. get people on the land in one form or fashion, whether it's, you know, biking or hiking or trails, uh, walking, whatever. So, uh, yeah, Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas has certainly been a leader from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, on the trail part, you know, I I read somewhere, of course, you know, 15 years ago, there was less than 15 years ago, there was five miles of trails here. And there's a story that built out from there. And there were some trails across the state, but not many. Uh, But I read recently that there are now nearly 2,000 miles of trails in the state of Arkansas, which is a mind-boggling number to me. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, You know... For uh, many, and you mentioned it, economic development traditionally has meant attracting uh, big companies, and those are important. Uh, But the data for decades has demonstrated that small and mid-sized businesses create all net new jobs in the country. Uh, And so each time I've heard you speak, just like you have now, you've expressed this keen interest in entrepreneurs and in small businesses. Will you talk about the importance of nurturing, talk more about the importance of nurturing the sector and how crucial it is for Arkansas's growth. Yeah, um, and, and I've heard those statistics before on small business mm-hmm. and medium, you know, if you look at small business and medium-sized business as defined by the Small Business oh, Administration, yes. that's like 99.9% <laughs> that's right. of all companies. And, and, uh, and it's, you know, companies the size of a thousand employees and below. Mm-hmm. And that's most companies. Yes. Um, so the way you define that, yeah, that that drives companies or that drives uh, job creation. Uh, but you know, you got to do you know you create jobs three ways. You know, you you try to recruit new companies. You take the existing companies and and you try to support them to, so they can grow and expand. And then you try to have a an environment where um, you know you want people to start a new business, whether it's an entrepreneurial type business that mm-hmm. scales up or whether it's a small mom and pop store. And when people talk about mom and pops, you know, they're thinking 20, 30 employees. Sure. But, you know, small business, you know, 500 and below is considered a small business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so hugely important to do all three. Um, and uh, as a state, Arkansas Economic Development Commission, we we do spend a lot of time uh, on existing business. Uh, in fact, the, the announcement that we made last week was an existing business. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some more in the pipeline that we'll announce uh, hopefully in the next couple of months. Um, and I think, uh, I believe as a state, we can do more in terms of uh, creating an environment uh, where we can support these entrepreneurial support organizations. Sure. Which, uh, You've done a tremendous job in Northwest Arkansas of 
creating that ecosystem. Um, and that ecosystem is beginning to develop and has been developing in central Arkansas. They're working on it in northeast Arkansas. I think as a state, we can do more to train people, to expose people in all parts of the state to get their entrepreneurial support organizations engaged and supporting the moms and pops or the the entrepreneurs of all sizes and shapes all across the state. Wonderful. Uh, you know, speaking of entrepreneurs, uh, sometimes there's this impression by folks that when we say entrepreneurs, that what we really mean are innovative tech uh, yeah. startups, yeah. but uh, these traditional small businesses that we've been talking about, the ones we call mom and pop sometimes, um, they're so much more numerous and they're yeah. incredibly important, not only to the economy, but to our quality of life. I mean, these are the businesses that typically deliver the services and goods that we use every day. Um, how do you see these sectors, the startups, the, the sort of the scalable startups that I mentioned and small businesses, though, how do you see them complementing each other in Arkansas? Um, both critically important. Um, they they uh, maybe look for different skill sets. Uh, in terms of recruiting different types of talent, um, but both are essential to uh, the environment of a of a community. I mean, I was at a last Friday night. There was the governor's awards on export companies mm-hmm. um, that uh, were recognized, and there's there was a couple companies that, to me, are big companies, um, but they're. They're, they're really small companies as defined by the Small Business Administration, but one was a company in Magnolia, I think about 300 employees, but they've, they've uh, designed a uh, device that is, a, is sort of um, on an aircraft. If there is a hole in a fuel, in the fuel tank, it self-heals. Oh, neat. Um, but they, they, and they export that technology all over the world. Another uh, small business in Quitman, Arkansas, Calico Trailers, I believe it's the name of it. They manufacture 2,000 horse and cattle trailers in Quitman, Arkansas, and export them all over the world. So, wow. uh, yeah, it's, it's, and you, you just, uh, it's, it's wonderful to see entrepreneurs who've in many cases or have risked it all to start their start their own business and and uh, and and grow a great company over time but they're but yeah. they're all important it, it's always amazing to me to hear these stories about these companies and hear places like Quitman. I would not have guessed yeah. that they were shipping products all over the world yeah. out, out of equipment and this yeah. is this is happening everywhere now yeah. I mean the yeah. world has so much flatter with the ability to ship stuff with the internet and so right, on. Right. It's really incredible the, the opportunities that people now have. I'll talk to the audience for a second here. You know, uh, Governor Sanders has made the outdoor recreation sector an important focus for her administration. Uh, Arkansas as the natural state is increasingly a destination for outdoor enthusiasts, not just across America, but from around the world. And it's also a place where the outdoor industry has placed headquarters and corporate offices and factories. Uh, Just to highlight Bentonville as an example, uh, we're the mountain biking capital of the world. But we're also home to Team USA's mountain biking uh, team as they prepare for the LA Olympics. We're also home to the U.S. headquarters of Rafa, to the only storefront in the world for Strider, 
to one of only three specialized bike experience uh, centers, the other two being in Santa Cruz and Boulder, and home to Allied Cycle Works and many more. And we're about so much more, though, than cycling, you know, with climbing and other outdoor sports. And in fact, uh, Eddie Line Kayaks recently announced it's moving its headquarters and its distribution from the Pacific Northwest to right down the road from here to Siloam Springs here in Northwest Arkansas. Secretary, will you talk more about the state of Arkansas's plans in outdoor recreation and about um, some of the other great, you mentioned Six Hour, for example, but some of the other great outdoor companies that are already present in the state of Arkansas? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have to recognize uh, uh, Governor Sanders for recognizing and really acting on the opportunity of outdoor recreation in the state of Arkansas. It really is sort of an untapped gem that uh, we can grow a lot more jobs and create a lot more wealth in the state if we focus on it. And that's the whole point of this natural state initiative, which uh, the first gentleman, Brian Sanders, is actually chairing. I'm a member of that, but uh, uh, we were just on a call yesterday with a boat manufacturer in north central Arkansas. And, you know, Arkansas is a uh, boat making capital uh, mm -hmm. of the United States as well. And there's just a lot it, it all, many of it, much of it started with Ranger boats. And you had, you know, just offshoots of Ranger boats over the years. Uh, but we've, we're manufacturing boats all over the state. And um, so that's one example of something beyond the biking realm. Um, was was uh, talking with another entrepreneur in Northwest Arkansas, uh, the CEO of Livzen. Oh, yeah, uh, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, the outdoor um, clothing uh, uh, manufacturer here that uh, he loves the place and he loves the outdoors and he's decided that uh, he wants to make great, durable, sustainable clothing in the outdoors. So, uh, there's just lots of opportunities. I mean, there's there's climbing rope and uh, the sky's the limit, really, in terms of the outdoor recreation space. And traditionally, <clears throat> within Arkansas Economic Development Commission, we've got nine targeted industries, mm -hmm. um, which sort of demonstrates how diverse our economy is because there's so many targeted industries. But outdoor recreation will certainly become one of them. We're, we're kind of reevaluating our targeted industries right now. And uh, Outdoor Rec, of course, will be, will be part of that mix going forward. Yeah, you bet. Uh, I love what Lizen is doing. And you mentioned there's climbing rope companies, Lakaida Ropes, for example. Uh, Livzen, uh, incidentally, was, or Andrew was, I think he was the second episode, episode we recorded, but he was actually our first episode for okay. this podcast. Yeah, great. Um, you're going to be somewhere in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> oh, but uh, uh, I was, it was a little rougher back then. <laughs> uh, pivoting a little bit, uh, you know, our, our economy can't continue to grow uh, without a skilled and dynamic workforce. Uh, and, and workforce development, of course, remains a significant yep. concern across the, the whole country. Uh, what strategies are being considered or put forth here in Arkansas? And then also, how do you see Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas fitting into those strategies? Yeah, um, the governor's made this a huge priority mm -hmm. of hers in terms of workforce development. She's hired a chief workforce officer, 
Mike Rogers, sure. who who is actually from Northwest Arkansas, um, been in the space his whole career in terms of being a teacher, being a trainer, worked for Tyson Foods for many years. So he knows the 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 what it takes to train people, especially kind of two year college on down in the manufacturing type environments. It's been a huge resource for the state. We've he leads the workforce cabinet, which is a group of seven of the cabinet secretaries that have a significant impact on workforce. Um, this month, he's really got our first draft of the workforce strategy compiled. Um, and it's and it's focused to your college and below, really. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that for your college and above is not important. They're both very important. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, we're trying to get, um, you know, the, the strategy to be, and Mike calls it sort of a, a pull strategy of pulling our students uh, through the uh, training education certification process toward the demand for the jobs that exist, a more of a demand-driven pull as opposed to maybe an education push. Um, uh, So it's it's really trying to align educational institutions with the demand of the jobs and the careers that we need to be focusing on as a state. To going back to my earlier comment about all the steel, Northeast, lithium process, process industries in the South, manufacturing everywhere, transportation, AI, you know, uh, logistics, Northwest Arkansas. So not to, not to mention retail. Uh, sure. You can't forget retail, but, but, uh, uh, it's, so it's, it's really trying to align training, uh, educational opportunities with the workforce opportunities. What well, the, what the employers want and are, and are demanding. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm itching to see that plan. We got the sneak peek. Uh, uh, Mike Rogers came to the um, our state um, economic developers and, and chamber executives yep. professional meeting in August and kind of gave us the, the peek under the hood for a moment. And I remember all the conversation afterwards was we, we had never seen anything yeah. like that the level of detail and what's there. And it's big. And I can't well, wait. Well, and, and, and it's, it's a never ending process. It sure. will, it will continue to be developed um, as, as more information is created, new industry comes to, comes to the uh, state, new training that's required for particular skill sets. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be a living and breathing strategy. You bet. Uh, you know, so far we've talked about workforce. We've talked about entrepreneurship, some other important aspects of economic development. Um, and I know our friends at the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, ADC, are hard at work attracting companies, um, helping others get started and, and helping existing companies grow. Um, will you talk about uh, other initiatives that maybe you want to highlight uh, to the extent that you can? Uh, any in the pipeline that further support economic development across North, uh, North, sorry, let me try this again, across Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can confirm there are more in the pipeline. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But some of the things we're doing to try to keep the pipeline filled, and and by the way, people that I've known who've been in this business 25, 35 years have told me across the state that they're seeing more activity 
than they've ever seen before. Yeah. I mean, uh, we had, uh, you may have been at the meeting, but we had uh, um, economic developer from Helena talking about mm-hmm. how the rail at the port in Helena is going to see the same amount of activity next year as it did in 1970. So, I mean, that's, that goes to show you that it's, it's, it's a huge deal. So, but, but other things we're doing uh, within AEDC, uh, the incentives have been on the book, economic development incentives have been on the uh, books for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just starting a uh, effort, a statewide effort to get people like yourself to be on a statewide team to, t- to update those. What do we need to do across the state? to make sure that our incentives are competitive with those states that we compete against. And not, and I'm not talking just about we're trying to recruit no companies, but existing companies, entrepreneurs. I'd also like us to think about the types of incentives that might, that are needed to get downtowns, Mm -hmm. uh, tax incentives to get downtowns redeveloped uh, where you can provide a little bit of uh, maybe public money to get, private investment in there to take that downtown to the next level. I think that's really important in the quality of life, quality of space place for us. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that here in in Northwest Arkansas with the revitalization of our downtowns, you know, uh, almost, I guess, almost 20 years ago, uh, how that has really made a difference here. I mean, we were, when the pandemic came, you know, quality of life had actually been worked on here for a decade plus. And it was like, dumping jet fuel um, on the fire. Uh, and, and it all started with, as I understand it, started as much of it started with revitalizing the downtowns and they're yeah, amazing yeah. places to go. Yeah, you do that to your downtown and all of a sudden you got somebody who says, man, I think I'll open up a coffee shop yeah. or, or a restaurant or a dessert shop or, you know, that's how it, yeah, that's how it all starts. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. So um, as you look ahead, how do you envision the synergy between Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas and the rest of the state in terms of creating a unified, prosperous state? Good question. Um, you know, I think Arkansas is a, I'd say, a small state. Um, and our advantage is we can pick up the phone and call people that can get stuff done. We can get people together quickly. Um, so I, th- I think our, 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 our challenge is to do more of that. And, and as a, as a, st- I've, I've always supported regionalism, um, whether you're in Little Rock or Northwest Arkansas, Northeast Arkansas, you cannot do economic development right if you're focused on your boundaries. Exactly. And uh, because the people you're trying to recruit, the companies you're trying to crew, recruit, number one, they, they look at are all of the players cooperating mm-hmm. in the region. They look at the region for that's their marketplace for their uh, for their workforce. So they don't they ignore the boundaries, but they look for are you cooperating together or are you fighting, <laughs> competing mm-hmm. against one another? And healthy competition is great, but unhealthy cooperation or unhealthy competition where, and I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen where one town 
is accused of, whether it happens or not, but they're, if they're accused of moving a company from their town to, to my town within the same state or within yeah. the same region, that's just crazy. It, it, it really hurts any sort of cooperation. And it takes decades, actually, to kind of work through that. So really, really important for us to work together as a state. And that's, that's where I start at. I've got a state, state view. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we have the, the, uh, advantage right now with the economy is good. There's so much going on. Um, when Camden does good, El Dorado is going to benefit. When Bentonville does good, uh, Fort Smith is going to benefit. Little Rock's going to benefit. So, um, working together, working together pr- productively, proactively, um, you know, trying to break down those silos where those big problems can get fixed. One of the things that I think we can work together on, which we're working on, um, I hope to have a meeting within the next month or so. And I've had conversations with um, the economic developers in Northwest Arkansas, Northeast Arkansas, Central Arkansas of a, a coordinated talent attraction strategy. Nice. We all need talent. Um, Northwest Arkansas, the council's done an awesome job in terms of their Life Works Here mm-hmm. initiative. Love what they've done. Northeast Arkansas has done some really good work. Central Arkansas has done some really good work. The state, and we, and we all know that one common denominator is workforce, white collar and blue collar. We need them both. And so how do we work together as, as a state? How can the state leverage what's already been done, not copy it, but how can we share information? Hey, here's what worked in Northwest Arkansas. Can you share that with Northeast and Central Arkansas? Get South Arkansas engaged in the loop as well with what's happening down sure. there and come up with a um, comprehensive strategy on how to recruit talent. So that's more to come on that, but uh, that's what we're thinking. And, and I really think that's a great, great way for all of us to work together. That is that is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I want to see so many opportunities uh, to, to work together. And I agree what happens here. It's good for Little yep. Rock, hopefully good for the, the south part of the state, the east part of the yep. state. Um, I'm hopeful that we can be a beacon uh, across the state, but that we're also seeing that come from uh, other directions yeah. Uh, yeah. As, as well. And I, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I've lived in some other places where um, I won't name names, cities and, <laughs> and organizations, but I lived in one place where uh, it was even within the own city. They they gave incentives to a large company that was in another part on the outskirts of the city to move downtown. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's very bad short, economic development, right? Very short-sighted. It yeah. is. Well, yeah. that very company bolted for another city a few years later. Yeah. And left a small piece of, of the company there. And uh, it doesn't make sense to... No take from your yourself yeah. uh and and doesn't so, add one new job to no, the state yeah it doesn't we want to be part of, of yeah. building up um as we transition to the last segment of the show um here's a question i ask of all my guests and i'm hopeful you have a story too what i'd love is if you could tell me what i'll call a hashtag because bentonville story 
this is a story or a moment that happened where you look back at it and you think, gee, I think that could only happen in Bentonville or it <laughs> describes the essence of the place. You know, um, when I retired in 2016 from Intergy, uh, none of our kids lived in Arkansas. We had two in Los Angeles, one in Houston. Today, they all live in Arkansas, one in Little Rock, one in Fayetteville, one in Bentonville. And the one that's in Bentonville today, uh, she and her husband were living in Houston, Texas. And the opportunity of, she she works for L'Oreal. Okay, yeah. But the opportunity arose for her to um, check on Bentonville mm-hmm. and they're outdoor. They love the outdoors. And, uh, you know, the timing was right for them. And, uh, you know, they are, they are transplants. Uh, and I don't think you could blow them out of here because they, it's just, uh, it's, it's fit for them and their lifestyle perfectly. They came in, I think it may be 20, 2018 timeframe, but, uh, it's like they've gone, they've died and gone to heaven. And I know that story is repeated thousands of times uh, about this region of the state. And, uh, you know, I've experienced, we've experienced it in our own family. Wow. That's a great story. I mean, I mean that five years is like 20 or 30 <laughs> in any other place. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's funny you mentioned LA and Houston because I talk to people all the time, every month who are moving here from LA and Houston yeah. and all points uh, in between and across the country. Yeah. It's really impressive to see all the places that people are coming from. It's, it's great uh, places to recruit from in our talent recruitment strategy. Absolutely. Um, okay. So now that transition to the uh, last segment of the show, uh, if somebody wants to reach, uh, to learn more about you and your work or reach somebody in your office or you to, to collaborate, how do they do that? Well, you can send me an email. That's probably the quickest way to get a hold of me. Hugh.McDonald at Arkansas.com. Wonderful. Um, so these last few questions, secretary, are sort of a mix of advice and some fun questions, yeah. some fun questions that maybe, uh, they seem a little silly, but they'll provide a little more insight on you and your personality and way of, uh, thinking. Um, first though, let me ask you, uh, having served in so many important roles, uh, over the years, what has been your most fulfilling, um, project or initiative? that really made an impact on the state and the citizens of Arkansas that you look back at and you're just really, really proud of? Um, well, I, I guess first I, I start with this job. Um, um, I didn't ever think I'd be in a job like this, um, uh, but I got one of those calls that came out of the blue from the governor and never thought about it until I got that call. And it took my wife and I about five minutes to debate it and say, you know, you don't get those calls very often. And I don't want to be sitting on the couch 10 years from now, scratching my head. I, I wonder what, what if, so uh, hopefully five years, 10 years from now, I, I could say that we made some progress, um, um, with, uh, uh, the, uh, department of commerce, a couple other things, I guess, um, 20 some odd years ago, I was engaged in, uh, well, when uh, the current governor's father was governor, mm-hmm. um, uh, we uh, the state chamber at that time I was involved in, and we pushed really hard for expanding access for low-income pre-K kids, three- and four-year-old kids across the state of Arkansas. And actually, 
were very successful in the legislation of moving the needle in terms of funding from what was a beer tax, $13 million a year to 100, now I think it's probably closer to $120 million a year. Uh, so proud of that. Um, my term um, uh, time on the Nature Conservancy Board, I love what the Nature Conservancy does. They they work in a very pragmatic fashion with all different parties and different stakeholders to get their objective done, whether it's, you know, a clean river, the Buffalo River, whether it's acquiring land, whether it's prescribed fire. Um, so there's been several projects uh, on my time with the Nature Conservancy that uh, has made the has made the state a much better place. Lovely. Thank you yeah, for that work. Yeah, yeah. Um, what advice would you give to local leaders, whether here in Bendeville or to cities across the state of all sizes, uh, to maximize their potential and their contribution to Arkansas and its growth and way of life? Yeah, I think it probably goes back to my earlier comments. You know, let's try to reduce our bar- bring down our barriers. Um, don't don't get sidetracked with artificial boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, break down silos, work together in a partnership, find uh, and collaborate to solve big problems. You just can't solve big problems if you're if you're doing it by yourself. You've got to find partners to to uh, do big things. Sage advice. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, okay. Time for those fun questions. I promise, uh, Secretary. If you could hop in a time machine and go back to any era in Arkansas's history just for a day, um, what era would you choose and what business from that era would you want to start? Yeah, I thought about this one. I, I, I have no idea about the business, what business I'd start, but there's two areas, maybe two eras. Okay. Um, one is two, 300 years ago when the settlers were moving west. I've I've read that our forests were open. You know, today they're thickets. They're, I mean, you couldn't drive a wagon train, a wagon through the forest, but there are, there are actual notebooks, diaries of people who did it that are 200 plus years old that describe what the forests look like 250 years ago. And uh, just seeing that would be, would be interesting. Second is maybe one of the most seminal moments of this state's history, at least in the 20th century, was, you know, um, Central High, 1957. Mm. You know, you, you, you know, if you were there during that time, you, you would hope you would have done the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, would, would I have done the right thing? Uh, and in terms of uh, uh, supporting the the Little Rock Nine to get into get into Central High, so it's, that's I think about that. Um, uh, I remember, uh, you know, the 50th anniversary wasn't that long ago. So, and I've got, frankly, I've got uh, autographs of the All Little Rock Nine on a poster in my office at, at the house. So those kids. Uh, went through a tremendous amount. I mean, that's courage right there. And uh, the the citizens uh, around them didn't have a whole lot of courage. So I would hope that 
if transported back in that time, I could would have the courage to stand up, support them. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it represents, there's a number of times, I think, in Arkansas's history or people you can point to in Arkansas where they really affected the whole world. Yeah. And it really yeah. is fascinating yeah. to see yeah. uh, to see these. Um, the next question, if you could play a board game with two famous Arkansans, dead or alive, um, who would they be and what game would you play? <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know about the board game, but, sure. um, you know, I never, I never met the man, but uh, it'd be interesting to sit down with Sam Walton mm. today and uh, ask him, "What do you think?" Yeah, uh, you know, that'd be a, that'd be fascinating, fascinating discussion. Um, Bill Clinton, of course, is always is always uh, uh, her only president from this state. Would be uh, would be an interesting conversation over dinner. Those would be yeah. neat ones. Yeah. I think I'd like to add a third. I'd, I'd throw Johnny Cash into the mix. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. See, yeah, uh, you might, you might be quite a... Yeah, I'll take Johnny. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Uh, but that would be a neat uh, uh, a neat game or, or yeah. dinner party. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, last one. Uh, if you had one superpower that you could use to uh, help better serve the state of Arkansas and its people, what would it be? And I'm going to give you a limitation. That limitation is you can't have a limitless budget. <laughs> well, I've uh, I've only been uh, a state government employee for nine months, so uh, I will say that maybe I'm naive, uh, I, and I certainly don't know it all. Uh, but I, I do see opportunities to actually um, where the state can be much more efficient, and you know I think this the state. State government, government and business, they're different. Yeah. But I do believe there's maybe more commonality than differences. And I think if we could apply more business concepts, business ideas um, to state government and how we're structured, how we incentivize people, uh, I think we can we can certainly do more with less. In state, that's that's my belief, and I I do think we can, we can you know, we can pay our employees more, mm -hmm. closer to the market rate. I mean, there, I think there'll there'll always be a little difference uh, to the private sector because of the the current pension structure of of state government employees, but you've got good public servants, um, and I think um, one of the biggest challenges that I have seen in a very short period of time is being able to keep quality public servants sure. uh, that move on to the private sector. Now, you're always going to have that churn in any organization and to the, to the extent you're hiring good people and they're moving on, you know, that's, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, a sense of stability and a sense of uh, people that have a career, if, if they know their career paths, I think we can do a lot more, and and I think to the governor's uh, credit, she sees this, and uh, there's some opportunities that we're working on. Good, I'm glad to yeah. hear that. Yeah, glad to hear that. We need to, uh, some great public servants, yeah. and uh, you know the opportunity. I, I love the opportunity to give, sort of give them a career pathway. Um, the uh, final question I have for you is: What's something I should have asked you that I did not? Or final comments. 
Oh gosh. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm um, happy to be with you, James. Uh, this stuff is for me, it's exciting. Um, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't ask for this job, but I'm blessed that I've given, been given the opportunity. I will mess up somewhere along the line. No, no question about it. Uh, I'll make a mistake or something will happen within the Department of Commerce where we'll make a mistake. You know, rest assured it was out of the best intentions, (laughs) trying to move the state forward. Um, But, uh, you know, hopefully in five years we can look back and say, uh, you know, we left the place a lot better than, than we came in. Yeah, look, if you're not making a mistake somewhere, you probably you're aren't not doing push, something meaningful. You're, you're not, not pushing, pushing the envelope. That's, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and that's the only way that you can move things forward and, and uh, put things in a better place. Uh, Secretary, thank you so much for uh, hopping on the Bentonville Beacon. I, I know for me, it's been this has been a fantastic conversation. I know uh, for our audience, it's been enlightening that they're getting to hear about some things that maybe they don't get to hear about yeah. uh, every day. And so thank you for the service, your service to the, the state of Arkansas. Thank you, James. Good to be here. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for your thoughts and experiences yep. that you shared today. And uh, thank you to our Bentonville Beacon audience, you know, for making this show successful. Um, will you take a moment to share this episode? Go right, go ahead right now and Link your friends and colleagues to it through social media, through email, however you'd like. And as always, keep coming back to learn about the entrepreneurs, business executives, and community leaders who are sparking the rise of Greater Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. And for all of our Bentonville Beacon episodes, check them out at bentonvillebeacon.com or on your favorite podcast player, where, of course, you'll hit that subscribe button. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.